to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. Hello, everyone. This is Nikki Klegel with Living Life in the Sweet Spot and Fulfill Your Legacy. So first of all, I just want to make sure everyone knows that's tuning in for the first time how we do this. This show is broken into three sections. The first one, we're going to review always a chapter in my book. We are on the third episode talk show. So we are in the third part of the book. And that is always where we're considering what the gift is if we follow the word. And the topic that we're talking about right now is life purpose and really partnering our life with God so we can really hear the call that he's got on us. So we, like I said, are in this this part of the book called I am his and he is mine. You're going to see that after I get done reviewing that part of the book, then the third part of this show is going to be where we live coach a very wonderful young gal. Her name is Tina. This is the third time she's been on the show. People are starting to get to know her story. She has a um, gut-wrenching and also beautiful story um, because she's kind of coming around on the other side of it of bullying that really took a hold on her life. And then now that end of the show is going to be a time where I open it up to emails, questions, or call-ins. So let's go ahead and get started. I think that it's really important that we really consider Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So we just finished this part of the book um, that was Consider what the word is telling us. So we're in the part, I am his, he is mine. The first chapter in the first part of the book and every part of the book, the first chapter is always what the problem is in our life. So if we're looking at life purpose, it's really, it's just like not knowing what it is and how it feels to just sort of aimless be walking around in this world. And then the next part of the book or the second chapter, we always, second chapter of every part, we always look at what the word says to us. So that's what we're going to, we just finished doing. And then we look at what the word is. So we're, our gifts are. So we're going to be in that section where we're really looking at what the gifts are. If we follow the word. So yeah, Jeremiah 21, 11, we got done talking about how it's a, it's a plan. God has this plan for us. It's written in the word. And we really get a gift of knowing what that plan is. And we step out and we really step into who he is. And that's Romans 12, 2. And that's really the, the Bible verse that I sign all my books with. That's the Bible verse that's on my website, because I just know that It's hard to understand, even when you're tapped into God, it's hard to understand what his will is for us. And we we just have to blindly step out in it and really use everything that the triune has for us and then figure out, you know, okay, what is right? Are we interpreting it right? Do we know? Because we, we have evidence. We have gifts that happen to us when we're in his will, when we're in the right place, a lot of gifts. And we're going to spend this little hunk of time talking about what those things are. So... Let's go ahead and look at how we can really do this. Well, first of all, if we have a good relationship with God, we're going to be able to hear him. We talked about that a lot in this last um, section of the book where we're looking at the Bible verses. A lot of the Bible verses were like the shepherd. You'll know my voice if you're around me. If you claim me, if I'm in you, you're going to recognize me and hear my voice. I've gotten to this place in my life where I can really uh, 
hear him. Like I will hear the the world putting in things. I want you to stop and almost think about this neuroplasticity we're all talking about right now. It's it's good stuff. It's been out for years, but it's getting it's our understanding of it is growing so much and there's so much truth to it. But we have to remember that this brain was made by God. The cells in our mind that are changing all the time again are part of God. So yeah, we can really program ourselves. We can really get our, our mind in a positive track. We can um, change the course and things by just simply thinking positive thoughts. But what if you take your thoughts and you not only make them positive, which the Bible tells us to do, that's Philippians 4, 8. So we've been told to do this for the, for since beginning of time, but okay, so let's follow this these directions out of neuroplasticity and let's do this. But then also we mix that with calling on the Holy Spirit. We mix that with the power we can get with God. All these things can really take us to an awesome place, really guide us on the path that we need to be on. So a relationship is huge. We need to, when we think, what's the gift of this? We need to understand that we don't get the gift if we don't have this really great relationship. There's something else that I think it's really important when we're trying to get close to God, trying to tap into God and trying to get all the gifts from him is we have to have this place of vulnerability. It's a really big part of a relationship. It helps you go deep. Think of a marriage, you know, until you're really vulnerable with each other, that's when you really learn to trust each other. Well, same with God. If we don't ever allow him to have control and be, surrendering um, of sorts to our life and to this world, um, to God instead of this world, it's hard to really see how he's acting in our lives. It's hard to give him the credit he deserves. Now think about this, investment. You know, yeah, we may have those friends. I think I touched on this in the first week. We might have those friends from past that you don't stay in a relationship. You don't stay in touch with them per se. But boy, if you ever need them and you call on them in an emergency, no matter what, they're there for you. You know who they are, right? But do you really know what their life is like today? Do they really know what your life is like um, right now? Are you able to um, get their advice today when you're not ever touching base with them? So that's what it's like. If we're going to want to get the benefits of an engaged relationship with God, we have to engage in him. And so then we really need to think about, okay, well, how, you know, how do we do this? And, and we talked a lot about this in the last two sections, and I'm going to sum it up in this one too, because it's so essential on finding your life purpose and hearing what God's calling you to do. There's a podcast that I want you to go to on my website, and it's called Hearing the Voice of God. And how do I hear the voice of God is a blog on there, but you can go to there and you can really listen to this. And I think it's 45 minutes long, so you can really get into how, um, some steps on how to hear the voice of God. But I have to just touch on a few since, since time is limited. So first of all, I want us to break God down into the three, so the Trinity. So God, you know, first of all, if we... Read the Bible. If we read the Bible and we can do this, everybody's designed a little differently. Some people might be able to just open up that Bible and, you know, kind of devour it. Other people might need to get it done in like a little devotional or something that comes to you every day. Some people might need to get it by email. Uh, I do that every day. I have a bunch of people, hundreds of people on my list where I send an email and it comes in all kinds of ways for you to get the word. It's 
sometimes in a podcast. It's sometimes just in a blog. It's sometimes just were, um, Bible verses that I take out and on a topic, maybe stress, and I send them all out related to that. You know, um, other things are you may need to be in a Bible study or go to an event that kind of helps you understand it better. So get into the word, however it is, but remember that the actual Bible, the Bible verses aren't, um, you know, I shouldn't say twisted by humans, (laughs) but the truth is we know that that's the living word and that the Holy Spirit is going to be working through the word and turning it alive in your life. And it's so interesting when I say twisted by people, I don't really mean it's vengeful or bad because the truth is, as our relationship changes with God, we're able to understand more of the Bible. Really, like when you first open it up and kind of try to read it and stuff, it's almost overwhelming. And and a lot of it doesn't make sense or maybe something you just fly by doesn't connect. Two years later, you might read that same exact section of the Bible and there's so much insight in there and you see it and you understand it. And and there's a lot of um, Bible verses and preaching that helps us understand why that happens. But I only bring that up now to help you understand like why does... Um, one person's advice on what they're feeling and hearing mm, sometimes differ from someone else's. Just get to the word and decipher it yourself and get to it however you can and, and should. So the next thing is, oh, and I don't want to also overlook music. So music is huge and I'm working with people. I coach people at all different ranges. I coach people that are in three Bible studies and have been in the word since they've been a baby and they know no different than our relationship with God and they still want coaching and to take their faith deeper. And I coach new people, brand new people. And the podcast that I might recommend for somebody that is really deep in the word would be totally different from the podcast I might recommend to a brand new listener. And same with music. Music can really connect to people. And and if you stopped and listened to Christian music, you would find that many times it's verses right out of the Bible that are put into into um, song. And the Bible also has books that are done this way. So, okay. Now, the next thing is Jesus. So if you really want a relationship with God that's deep, one where you can hear your call, one where you're getting direction, insight, and everything, you have to surrender, um, you know, all the things that are holding you back. We don't need to live in the sins that we've done. And I know I might have people on here that that have different beliefs, and I'm just Christian, so that's the way I do it, and that's what I believe wholeheartedly. But let me share with you. So those of you who get it, um, who think the same way, you're going to be like, uh-huh. And those of you who maybe don't practice that way, then just listen and be like, okay, yeah, that's what you got. I have my own thoughts, but I still want to explain where I'm going with this. So I don't want to live heavy burdened with the sins that I've done. And I sure as heck don't want that those things are going to be holding me back from the work God has in store for me. And they do. And uh, so I give them up. And I don't have to um, have Christ crucified day after day after day for the things that I'm doing day after day after day. It happened once. It happened once for all of our sins. And we either embrace that or we don't. And it was done by one act. It was done by the act of love. It was not done by the act of how good or bad we were. It was solely for love. So I then want to take it a step further and help us understand that 
by this then, are we free to go do whatever we want? It's a moot point. People don't get this unless they've really stepped into this place like, oh, do I live then just free so I can sin however I want because Jesus died for me? It's the opposite. When you really embrace and surrender and feel the freedom that you receive through Christ when you give yourself to Christ, there is so much love back, honor back, respect back that you are compelled to live out your days as best you can. You are compelled to live the way we were taught by Jesus himself to love and serve. You understand that you are living in a body that's full of flesh, and so you're going to screw up. But do you want to let those screw-ups then hold you back, put a weight on you? Because that's what Satan wants. He wants those screw-ups and your past to then put a heavy blanket over you so you cannot go and do God's will, so that you can then have a severed relationship from God because you're so busy thinking on all the bad things you've done, what a horrible person you are, that your brain is not thinking on how wonderful God is and all the teaching that he has for you. And now that we're living in the time after Jesus is here, the Holy Spirit is now here. So now if you're full of confusion and pain from past things that you've done, then you're not able to tap into the whispering, whispering that the Holy Spirit is giving us each and every day direction giving you. All right. So then I want us to really, really think on okay, if I step into this, what are the gifts that I get? I touched on this a bit, but I think you need to re-look at these. I do. I like to look at them almost every day. In fact, I have a huge bookmark. I wish you could see me. I'm going to start live streaming these so that you can actually see this. But the fruits of the Spirit, when you let the Holy Spirit dwell in you, let's look at these again. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 you get faithfulness. So that's that blind faith, that trust to go out and do great things that you don't even feel like you think they're impossible. So when you have a life purpose and a dream that God set in you from before you were even born, you now have faith and trust to go do it. Gentleness. Listen, when someone else is needing some some truth, be a truth speaker, right? And you're able to deliver in a way that somehow teaches somehow it's so gentle that it speaks truth, but it doesn't tear them down. I mean, that's a sister in Christ, women, right? Men, that's a leader. That's a mentor. Heck, we're all leaders, but you know what I'm saying. Um, Lead the home that way too. And godliness, same thing, kindness. When you see someone that is just so kind that goes down deep and you just can't even figure out how they're like that, how they're like that, joy, love, love that can forgive is unconditional. All these things are so important. We're going to really touch on the last one, which is self-control. And that is huge. That's going to be part of one of the emails I got, a question I got at the end. So let's go ahead. We're going to wrap this up. I don't know where this time goes. We're getting ready to head out on a break. We're going to come back. Stay tuned because when we come back, we have Tina here. All right. I am going to send you off and I'll see you soon. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children. 
giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks. Gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Do we really have a full understanding as to why we do certain things and function the way that we do? There are many different aspects of trauma, and you can learn more about them and how to overcome the symptoms by tuning in to Trauma Talk with host Ezrina Rose Scott. On Trauma Talk, Ezrina and her special guest experts and clients will discuss the different results of trauma and some effective methods in resolving and healing from them. Listen live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. I am so happy you are back with us. And we are now meeting with Tina. She is our guest. She is doing live coaching with me and gracious enough to let you come along on this journey with us. So we have already met twice. Typically, we meet first time and just hear each other's stories and find out where your relationship with God is. That's in the first chapter of the book and and the first section we go over in coaching. So we look at if there's any problems with the relationship and how we can can address that. Now, Tina has already walked her faith journey through a hardship, her problem. Her problem was, I want to quick summarize it before we get into this, but she was bullied terribly. Um, You'll have to go back and listen to other episodes. That that was 20 minutes long of a story, but to the point of just feeling like, is this even worth it? And justifiably, her story is heartbreaking and one that many live. So then this time right now, we're really looking at, okay, what are the gifts if we really step into this place where we're partnered with God? So we looked at all the verses to get us partnered with God. She's lived many of those verses now, really clung to her faith, gotten back on track, handled some of these things. But now what are the blessings and and how are they changing? Is her life being blessed in different ways because of her journey that she's on? So we're going to go ahead and check in with her, find out how her questions went. She has a study guide that you all may have. Go to my website, print it off. It's free on there. So she's going through a study guide where she reads the book and coaches with me and she's in the third section. So hi, Tina. Nice to have you with us. Hi again. Thanks for having me. You betcha. You betcha. I'm curious. So when you went through your questions, tell me, was there anything that really stood out to you or what was it that you just found insightful and really appreciated looking back at or was hard? 
Um, well, I guess this week it was kind of shorter than like chapters one and two, but I did put a star next to question number two, which is consider the gift with your free will here on earth. Do you choose God as your pilot who knows every path and who has all the required knowledge and strength to get you there? Or will all your hope be based on your own merit, like the story of the education and career paths we take. Mm -hmm. And for my answer, I just put, it's hard to fully be all in for God, but over the years I've learned just how important he is in my life. When you try to do everything by by yourself, you fail. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I just feel like you're such an insightful person. It's a little bit of hope for other people that are kind of walking through this place where you were, which really was, um, oh, it was just kind of stuck in all the bad that the world was really giving you for a while. And you're on the other side and you did that through um, this kind of giving yourself up to God, letting he be the captain or the pilot of your life and and trying to do that. What are some ways that you've learned to really tap into who he is? Um, I guess by praying and reading the Bible and um, like being in small groups at my church and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you mind telling with me, telling me and everyone, I guess, <laughs> lucky you, right? So do you mind telling us if you have setbacks? Like if you have times where, you know, maybe somebody insults you or you just hear a tone of voice or a look and it brings you back to that place? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think. Now that I'm an adult, it doesn't happen as much as when I was in school. But yeah, sometimes I still get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, age has something to do with it. But I want you to know that. Um, so what I'm going to get at is I coach people that are 30, 50, 70, that sometimes still live in that place and their mind goes back to that place and not just their mind, but their heart and soul goes back to that place where really abuse has happened to them and and it has a foothold on their current day and current situation, whether they're a child or a teen or grown up. So, you know, I I I like for people to understand that I bet you um, the resolution that they've come to and the clarity that they've come to through their journey about truth and lies, you know, has a lot to do with it. You know, sometimes people who've been maybe physically or sexually abused, they think it's their fault and that's a lie. And um, they understand the truth. And when they can lean on God and on all those things, I think it's really significant. Tell, tell me your thought on that a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. No, that's okay. <laughs> I just like hearing it. And then I, I'm wanting you to think about something else. When you talked to me about your story, you said a couple things that were so significant. And one of them was you said that it was so hard. And it was like the the nitpicking and the comments with the kids at school. 
it was that, that there was such a rapid amount of them coming to you. It was so much that it finally it wore down on you, right? Yeah. So that's significant. And we need to be mindful of that when we're in situations, whatever they are, where the garbage in, garbage out philosophy the garbage in is more than goodness, the bad stuff coming in. We want good stuff coming in. And so you also had said at that time, you know, you weren't in the word as much. And part of that was your age. But we have grownups who aren't in the word. And so, you know, we have to just make sure that sometimes we are stuck in these places where we have to be around this garbage, so to speak, these lies. And we have to put on our armor. And we have to get good stuff in so that it's louder and we're paying more attention to that than the bad stuff. And I just want to give you credit because I think that it's not just your age. You're pretty young yet. Um, I don't know if you want to share with people how old you are, but you're pretty darn young yet to have this deep yeah, faith. I'm 24. <laughs> 24. And that is much of why you hear God's voice over you hearing the world's. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so so let that sink in. Let it heal you. Let it make you strong because the, and you'll want to remember this because there are going to be times when you're weak and down and that's when you need to like get clarity and remember the truth so that you can go back to this and just let it kind of sink in and own it. Own it because it's good and I'm proud of you. The next thing I want to think about is something else you said about authority. So you said to us last week, I think it was last week, it could have been the week before even, but I think it was last week, you talked about how hard it was because this um, youth pastor, to you, you wanted to respect. You know, they're almost in a position of authority and they're treating you like this, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's really significant. And I, again, want you to just think on this because who's your authority now without a doubt? God. Yeah. Yes. And we get so misdirected. Like, of course, we're going to have bosses. We're going to have parents. We're going to have youth pastors, all these things in our lives as we move forward. But we have to keep it clear in our mind who is our ultimate authority. And that person only gives us love, right? That person is not going to bully us and name call us and put us down. So when we hear all these things in the world, like you're not smart enough, you're not bright enough, you're ugly, you're fat, you're too tired, you're not, you know, all these things, they're lies. And they are not of God. And we shouldn't give them power over us. And when we claim ourselves as God's, he becomes our authority. And that's where our focus is. And that's how his work is able to work in us. So and that's, again, what you have done at age 24. (laughs) So that's pretty good, Tina. So you betcha, you betcha. So I wonder if you can just kind of offer all of us a little insight into your timeline that we looked at. Do you have that by you? And if you don't, it's no big deal. But do you have that near you again? Like what timeline? The God's work? Um, So no, the doorway one. So where is Yeah, I do somewhere. Hold on. If it'll take a while, don't worry about it. You can kind of just, I can move on to other questions and ask you more while you're digging. Do you want me to do that? 
Oh, I think I found it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So can you see any um, trends in that God is opening more doors? So more of those holes are filled in now that you're really partnered with him. And I want you to take yourself back to that time when you were really listening to the world and how many of these doorways that you have filled in are during that time. Mm, I think he's just put like, he's opened new doors up. So I've made um, new friends and other people who are struggling like me Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I guess he's just kind of leading me to help others more. Mm-hmm. So I know this because I've seen it and we kind of went through it last time, the people listening. When you look at all those answers filled in there under those doorways, those are kind of present time answers. Those are now he's taking your hardship and he's turning it into avenues for you to then go what? Love and serve mm-hmm. other people. And they're not just other people, they're God's people. I mean, so you are, you are on the other side. And so we spend a lot of this section really trying to help you focus your time and your energy on understanding the call, which you have done. You, can you share with everyone what your call is and what you feel like God is really nudging you to do? And talk, talk about your business a little bit. Okay. Um, so last year, I... In September, I went to a, a conference called Encounter, and it, it's like faith-based and stuff, and I felt like God was calling me um, to do something greater kind of on top of my blog that I had started in 2013, and I had always loved like interior design and like um, fashion and stuff, and so I felt like God was calling me to um, make a lifestyle brand and I wanted it to be called You're Not Invisible, which is the same name as my blog. And so for a while, I didn't know how, like, I was going to do everything. I didn't know a lot of the right people and I didn't know financially where the money would come from because I'm still pretty young, you know, and... um, then, yeah, my grandma died last November, and she left me with a good um, portion of money. And so I just kind of have been following God every step of the way and trying to learn from as many people as I can and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing all the right things. You're surrounding yourself with people that you know are godly and going to be sort of wise counsel for you. And that means at your church, you're very involved in your church. Um, Your family is very faith-based. Friends and connections that you have, myself, uh, I think, you know, you are definitely one of my friends and I hope that I'm the same with you. And And then also, you are just starting this month in Launch Your Legacy, which I'm really happy about. And so that's where you're going to be surrounded by Christian entrepreneurs helping you guys all together kind of walk through this journey of setting up your business strong. And so you're making really wise choices. I'm really proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So if you told me any fears that you had, and have moving forward, what might they be? 
Um, I don't know. I guess just like the financial aspect of it, because mm-hmm. like I plan to go back to school in the fall to get a second degree. So mm-hmm. on top of that, and all the fees for an LLC and trademarks and stuff, it's mm-hmm. a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Um, you know, I like. I like to always reflect on Bible verses that remind you of provisions and how God is going to provide. Now, he already has, and it's strange, isn't it? Like, honestly, you would, you hate not having your grandma around. I know what, a, um, I, not everyone knows your whole story. Um, you and I have a private consultation once, too, um, just to decide if we wanted to do this. And so I knew your, your private story, and your grandma is very close to you. But somehow, then that became your way that you were able to do this. So there are provisions that God will be providing that you can't even imagine. They might come out of things that you just think are impossible or just no way going to happen, but they do. And we just have blind faith and we move forward and we're wise with what we do have. So think, make sure that my advice to you is to do two things. I'm going to teach you a technique and I want everyone listening to kind of remember this. But my advice first is to consider the story of the talents. And so that's where we really be wise with what we have. You know, God gave um, different amounts of gifts to different um, people and then watch to see how they were. And the person with very little buried Um, his gift. And then the person with um, just a small amount doubled it. And that was fine. So it's, it's doubled and it wasn't much, but the person who had a ton went ahead and doubled that and that became tenfold. And so what you need to do is make sure that with whatever you do have, you use it wisely. And so, yeah, seeking counsel like you are, you're not just like, oh, going out there and taking grandma's money and just blowing it or using it all irresponsibly and not really thinking about your business plan. You're meeting with people to help you get your business plan straight. You're looking for strategic and organized ways to purchase your items and you need to have wise counsel when you go and use this money and then you get blessed back by that. And, And yes, blessings by money, but also blessings by um, gifts. So some of the fruits of the spirit as we're obedient. Do you, un- you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was something else I was going to say to you. Do you have any idea? I don't know if it's because I'm on the radio and it's gone. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I was talking about, I do this when I coach people all the time too. It's fine. So you were to a wise counsel and wanting you to worry about the money. Oh, Okay, yes, a process that I want us all to do. So the book is laid out in this, um, consider what the problem is and then consider what the word is, then consider what your gift is and your choice. So we know what the problem is. Oh, I'm nervous about this money, right? So the second thing that you do is you consider what the word is. All of you, whenever you have a problem, I don't care what it is, you, you self-evaluate. Figure out what the problem is. Get clarity on what it is. Don't get caught in the world because a lot of that is a lie, right? But really get to the heart. Be transparent with yourself and God. Pray on it. Get to the heart of what the problem is. If you think it's about people treating me poorly, it could be about a parent maybe that treated you harshly growing up. And so now you can't hardly handle it when somebody says boo to you. 
So, so, you know, you don't say, well, everybody's hurting my feelings. That's not necessarily the problem. It could be that you have other things going on and those are the problems. But anyway, so you address whatever it is and you type it in to the internet and um, just type up there like um, Bible verses on um, God's provisions. So him providing for you. Or maybe Bible verses on um, finances. So if these money is the thing you're worried about, type that in there up at the top of the um, search engine. So internet, Google, whatever. And then up will come 30, 40 verses. And what you want to do is read through all those verses until one or two of them like kind of almost make you stop and be like, wait, oh, that's good. Um, the reason why I say that is because that's what we mean by the word is living and breathing. That's what we mean by the Holy Spirit will work through you in the word. So those are the ones that are speaking to you. And that's what God wants you to know. That's what he wants you to, to meditate on, to think on and to learn from. That's, that's the Holy Spirit living and breathing in you. Okay. So that's what I want you to do. So that's your homework for this time is going to be this assignment. I see I'm running out of time. So we'll go ahead and do your homework that G that work W O R K that that's your homework from um, your papers that you have there. Mm -hmm. But then your other homework is going to be this thing, go to the internet and look up Bible verses on how to use your money wisely. Okay, so now you might be thinking, well, geez, Nikki, we never got to my other homework, this work thing, right? The the assignment there. Do you know what I'm talking about, Tina? Yeah. Okay, uh -huh. so stay on the line if you want, because I'll just make sure <laughs> okay. that I address it in the next session. Section, And then, yeah, maybe next time we can highlight your findings on that, because I know that you are getting ready to do a bunch of God's work, and I'm really proud of you. Okay. Thanks. All right. Oh, Tina, thank you for being transparent and honest with us. I'm sure we all learned a lot from that. I just like hearing other people walk through their journey because I learn every time I coach with someone, I'm affirmed in my faith and I know other people are too, and you're giving us a real blessing. So everybody stay tuned. Tina, thank you. And we will get back in the question answer portion of living within the sweet spot. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. The White House doctor makes house calls. 
Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. I am so happy that you are back with us again. And yes, we're getting into the section where people can email or call in. I do want you to start calling in. I know there takes this time of building trust. That's part of why we asked Tina to be on because we had a working relationship together. She already trusted me. We had never coached, but she knew me and she trusted me. So I get that. But don't don't hesitate to call in. I am getting excellent emails. So I want to go ahead and answer one. I think might take a while, but I think it's so on topic for right now. So this person, it's a young woman, and she's explaining how she's been hurt at work. And um, it's a very long story. So if you are listening, um, my heart goes out to you. There's a lot of um, stuff in there. Uh, I think the world today would say drama, you know, back and forth and people very upset. But to get you all on board, basically, um, this young lady, so her name is Christy, and I want you to understand that she's been offered kind of a promotion, a really good project, and she had been currently working with another individual who she enjoyed working with, and and they were doing great things together, and they had big plans, and so, of course, this other person is quite been out of shape. Um, now, I can see, Christy, that the email talks a lot about it being that you might have this opportunity. You didn't give her warning. You didn't, you know, do all this different things. And that's probably delivered that way because that's how you're hearing it from her, that everything is stuff you've done wrong to her and how you've wronged her. But I want us to consider that um, because... um, that's really where she's coming from is she's really just thinking about herself. And then I also want you to understand that, um, oh, I just wish I had you in front of me so that you could hear my heart and I could ask you more questions about this. But your responses have been truly about you as well. So, you know, each of you are coming from like this situation of how it's affecting my life. And, and that is what we do. That's what I do. That's what everyone does. But when we get our focus off of us and we start putting our focus on God um, and who's God care about all of his children. And so that really makes a difference. Then we start to understand that's where we can have and compassion and empathy and try to understand where she's coming from. So what I want, so I, I guess I want us to look at like things that you may have done to keep your focus on what God wants. So think about like, have you prayed? 
have you prayed for God yet? I mean, you're calling on the show. So I think your faith or you're emailing in on the show. So I think you're a faith-based person. So my, my gut is you probably did. But if you're anything like me, um, our first response is sometimes just to try to handle it, right? We, we're being taught that we're supposed to be strong and independent and we're supposed to figure things out and things like that. So it isn't always our first instinct to go to God and to pray to God. And then when you think about your prayers, you know, are they focused on you or are they focused on her? That's always a good thing to look at too. So it can be both, but make sure they're prayers for her too. But mostly, prayers for his will to be done. So you're in a tricky spot. Like what? Are you supposed to turn down an opportunity of growth and advancement so that you can what? Stay in your old place and make your friend comfortable? That's not right. And you you might even think, you know, is this coworker and this friend even my friend that they would want to do this? Well, yeah, she is. I bet she is. You're hurt over it because why? Because obviously you care about her, right? But the thing is, she's living in a fleshy body, too, that's full of sin, too. So she might be a very lovely person, but let's face it, she's wearing skin. And with that comes sin. And I say that um, metaphorically, but the truth is, we're living here in this world, and it's full of sin, and so this is going to happen. So then my next thing is for us to kind of consider, well, how do we get out of that, right? Well, you need to do what kind of Tina was talking about, is really putting your energy in that you um, fill yourself up with truth versus letting yourself and your mind do what we do, like a hamster wheel. We, we sort of just go over and go over and go over how this person's wronged you. <laughs> so you're focused, you know, you're not focusing on what's good, right? And so you can, my advice is, you can think about, had I done anything wrong? I say that's always a good place to start is to look at where you may have gone wrong. And I know this is like, I wish I could hear you and talk to you so that I could reassure you that I'm not accusing you of anything. But there is this place of accountability you can have in terms of how did I deliver it to her? And if you delivered this position, offer, whatever, really gracefully and with a lot of care, then you can not feel you have a foothold over that. But if you kind of were so excited about it that you maybe weren't as gracious as you could have been and you just thought she'd be happy for you and you just kind of rattled on about how awesome this is, then, okay, so maybe that added a little salt to her wound. And you can own that. And you can start by saying that to her, you know, just thinking, you know, I didn't think about how this would make you feel if I was in your shoes. And now, now that I look back, I think this, and you can kind of own that. And sometimes that takes away some of the angst that other person has. And then they turn around with a, uh, I'm sorry. And all's done. It, it's over. That's the best case scenario. and probably pretty unlikely because <laughs> we're just not that awesome all the time. But what if you even tried that and it still didn't work? Then I want you to really, really be mindful of filling yourself with everything you know is good and right. So get to the word and, um, you know, get to some Bible verses that talk to you about doors that God opens to you and, um, and carrying out his will. Maybe do what I said for Tina to do and type up in the search engine, you know, Bible verses on living out God's will. I mean, he's opening doors for you, literally all of us. And 
when we can get to a new place in our life in advance, there are going to be a lot of haters. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of haters. I've had them. And the reason why my company's grown so fast and, and is because I just keep going. I focus on what God's asking me to do. And when somebody kind of hates on me, I, you know, I, it, it's their deal. And I don't want to rest um, my work on the whims of other people's thoughts. Just stay focused on what's ahead and be gracious as you can. So that's the next thing is really kind of thinking about grace and how you get that. Um, Knowing their story really helps with grace. And so really stopping and thinking about, this is what Jesus did, right? So when we think, I want to focus on what I know I'm being taught, we, we, we want the Bible verses because we know we were given the written word the disciples were supposed to get it down in paper for us. And then we were given the Holy Spirit so we could learn the li- living word. We're given the Holy Spirit so we can literally um, follow his nudges throughout the day. Um, he nudged you to call on the show and you obediently responded. I mean, I guess you emailed, but still it's, it's like reaching out to somebody that might offer wise counsel. All these things you're acting on and there will be rewards for obedience. But What did Jesus do? He heard people's stories. I mean, people, I mean, think of what she's done, but think of the things that um, people did to Jesus, like put him on the cross and he's still forgiving the person to his side, right? So, you know, you, you, we need to know their stories. That's how we understand. That's how we are able to offer grace when people don't deserve it. And so I would Um, Try to think back at what you know. If she can open up to you, great. If not, try to think back at what you know about her life. You know, it could be that you find out, I I wish I could talk to you again, but, you know, you could find out that she's been to a couple different jobs and maybe she's kind of been um, passed by in the past. Or maybe someone else just did this to her right before you. We don't know her story. And so really taking all those things into consideration, I think, are really good. But last is um, this kind of staying on Philippians 4, 8, filling your mind with what you know is true and right and good and praiseworthy and excellent and all these things. So even if all these things are hard, um, get get some positive music on the, the radio so that your mind isn't circling over all those things that are happening with your friend. Um, for people um, on the radio, I want you to know she emailed pages <laughs> of like how this is all going down. And that's why I chose her question because this is so this is the way we are right now. And this is what we're teaching our children. I, I'm going to get into a sore subject here, but we took away, it was my children. So my girls are like 23 and 25, almost 26. And they, there was that time when they were little where first place won first place. And all the kids that didn't win first place were heartbroken, right? But you taught them to be happy for the, the people who won and to encourage them. And you taught them these skills of when they get passed by, how do you handle that with grace? Well, about halfway through their raising up days, all of a sudden, everyone had to get an award. Everyone had to be treated fairly. Well, what is fair? You know, we're not basing fair off 
everyone needs to be given the exact same thing. So if I have a child who's misbehaving in this way and the very next child misbehaves in the same way, I am not going to discipline them the same way because they are different people. And I need to know how to treat them with love and grace and discipline, but it's going to look different and that's what's fair. If they want me to treat them with love, that's what's fair. If they want me to treat them with um, discipline, that's what's fair. And how that is delivered is is going to be different. And so I think that when we talk about, I think millennials get a bad rap. I think when they um, have situations that come up and they're devastated over them or whatever, I wonder how well of a job we did at coping, helping them learn. And there's a lot of great things about millennials. And they... Um, they also aren't going to be abused. They stand up for themselves and say, no, I'm not going to work 70 hours a week, right? And they're going to find ways and they're going to tap into resources so that they can get things. There's, they're beautiful people. And so, but, but we haven't equipped them. And also all of us, all of us are kind of picking up on this trait where we kind of get sucked into the world and thinking, you have to believe what I believe. You have to feel how I feel and you have to treat me this way. And um, it's okay. It's okay that you don't like someone. It's okay that you have been offended. One of my favorite sermons was the title of the sermon was about being unoffendable. Why don't we make that our mission? Instead of forcing everyone to not offend me, how about put our time, energy, and heart and soul on learning how to be unoffendable? And how do we do that? A lot of it is what I've been kind of sharing, where we kind of focus on what God wants us to do, where we tune in to what we know is true and right and praiseworthy and excellent, and we don't listen to lies. If somebody's saying hurtful things to you and they're lies, then don't listen to them. Don't, don't believe them as true and think that those people are being mean to you. It's life. It's life. But I kind of got off on a rampage. I know, Christy, that's not all that you had on there. And I see that I'm running out of time again. And so there were two more questions that came in. I will bring them to the next one. But I want to make sure I take a little time to hit on this work. It was the assignment that I gave Tina. And so on my website, you can get to it. So go to my free resources page. Just go to NikkiKleigel.com. Go down to work with me on my menu item. And there's a section there where you can get all my free resources and it's in there. But it helps people who are looking for their life purpose um, really tap into like if they think they know what it is or if they're unhappy at work. A lot of people think that they're not in the right place. It's sucking them of joy and energy and all these things. And it's not really that they're in the wrong place. It sometimes is they haven't tapped into all the resources God's giving them to walk into this place. So, you know, really looking at where you're at or where you want to be and trying to figure out if that work is willed by God. So I'm going to quick go over this. The You just have this form where you fill out um, each, it's an acronym, W-O-R-K. And so the W is willed by God. And so one way to understand this is, is it in line with what God's word asks of us? Does it make sense? Is it something Jesus would have walked here and done on this earth? And if it's work that isn't in line with what God so equally yoked, right? Um, then it probably isn't willed by God, right? 
O. O stands for open to evangelize. Now, that sounds really crazy, right? I mean, I used to work, I was a director of nursing for healthcare setting, and no, I couldn't evangelize. I couldn't, um, you know, talk Christ at work, right? But now I have my own business and I can do what I want, how I want. And so I, I claim that and I help people with that. But that's the place I'm in. Now, did I walk as a Christian while I was at work and evangelize by example? Yes. And that's what we're taught to do. We're supposed to let everyone see the light of the world and give God the glory um, don't own it for ourselves so that people just see it. They know it. I see people. I know they're Christians, certain people. Um, so then the next thing is this um, R. I want you to really think about how responsive you are able to be in your place of work. Are you able to do things where you can respond in a way that Jesus would allow you? Or does your work ask you to respond in a way that is so not in line with anything God would ask? Maybe it's people that are in a financial place and they're asked to handle money poorly. Or if they are maybe a singer or an actor and then they're asked to act in a place that just doesn't sit right with their soul, you need to listen to that. And last is the K, and that is where you really keep your faith. Can you keep in your faith? I know I am running out of time again. I hope that you tune in next week and you start living life within the sweet spot. Thank you for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel, next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.